Hey everyone, welcome to the Fit Fig podcast. I'm Steph Figarelli, your host, co-owner of Figarelli's Fitness LLC in Anchorage, Alaska. This is episode 33. I want to talk about getting support from your spouse and providing support to your spouse when you're pursuing a goal. Because I own a fitness business, I primarily work with people who are interested in losing body fat, building muscle, training for a race, getting their first pull-up, things like that. So I'm working with people who are specifically working toward a fitness-related outcome. That being said, I think most of the things that I'm going to talk about today can apply to any goal. Let's say you want to go back to school, finish your degree, you want to go to grad school, you want to learn a new skill, maybe you want to learn how to play the piano or learn a foreign language, start a business, anything that requires an adjustment or change in the routine that you're normally used to doing, anything that's going to require you to discipline yourself, invest time, potentially invest money into learning, acquiring a new skill set. That's what I'm going to speak to. Um, And I think a lot of these things are fundamental. This is very basic. You've heard it. You probably know it, but maybe you're not applying it. So I'm going to make this episode short and sweet with my dog, Maui, snoring in the background. So hopefully it doesn't get picked up in the podcast, but I can hear him breathing. So, but I want to, I want to reiterate a few things and, and I think it's the basics that are the easiest to say, yeah, I know that, but we often forget that they need to consistently be applied every single day. And if you're married, you know how the basics tend to just go out the window because you get caught up in the routine and people get complacent. So Communication in any relationship, especially an intimate relationship, is the most important thing. And I'm going to use a couple examples from my own relationship because my wife, Lila, and I keep it real. We are constantly, from morning until night, not, you know, all throughout the day, but more or less all throughout the day, we are checking in with each other, we're asking questions. We are providing accountability. We are giving support. We're keeping it honest and real. We're asking each other's opinions and for feedback, things like that. So with the main objective being obviously a happy relationship, but also happiness as individuals. So separate from one another, I want to make sure that I'm showing up for her and I'm asking the right questions. So she feels supported and like I'm there for her. So what, what is difficult, I think, in any relationship is asking questions genuinely interested in the, in the answer, but then closing your mouth and really listening, not just waiting for your turn to talk. This applies to any relationship. It's addicting to engage in conversation with another human being. And I, I experience this all the time and I do it myself. So this is where I'm, I feel like I have this experience. I like to share, you know, my own experiences because I think a lot of people can relate 
we all do it. We all know people who do it. But when you're asking somebody a question, really listen. Don't just wait for your turn to talk. And, th- and that's hard. It takes a lot of discipline because it's addicting to like try to throw in your, your experience or your opinion or, or if you're upset, especially to shut down and, and not really pay attention or provide the right support. So basic, fundamental of any relationship is to just openly communicate, ask questions, shut up and listen. One of the things that I often do, and this is habitual at this point, is I will, I will ask Leela how I can support her. And I'm the main communicator in our relationship. She is less open with her emotions and less apt to communicate something to me. It's often me saying, hey, let's have a talk. Hey, let's work it out. So I'm meaning work it out like, you know, say we have a, some issue comes up in, in business. Hey, let's sit and talk about it. Um, I have a really difficult time completely shutting off from thinking and, you know, not being able to immediately want to work through to find a solution to a problem, meaning I want to solve it right away. And she is far more like analytical, but also just very logical and calm. I am far more emotional. So we try to meet in the middle and support each other. So really think about, you know, who you are in your relationship. Are you a little bit more emotional, reactive? Do you have more of a temper? Whereas your significant other, maybe they're the polar opposite. It's almost like, it seems like they don't care. When that's probably not the case, but when you're um, a communicator and somebody you're in a relationship with is unwilling to talk or maybe they shut down or they just don't see what the big deal is, it can be kind of frustrating and breed resentment within the relationship. So, you know, think about what how you are and think about how your significant other is. And polar opposites actually can work very well together. I would never be able to be in a relationship with anybody like me. So I'm very grateful that Leela is opposite me in a lot of ways. So I often ask her, how can I support her? If it's something with work, if she's feeling overwhelmed in a day, in a week, we go over our we- our weekly schedule this you know Sunday, and then I can ask, where can I help? The same thing goes with her fitness goals. How can I support you? Um, you know, do you need me to take care of something with work, with the dogs or some other aspect of our lives and our routine? So then you can go work out or you can go for your run. And so it's just really about checking in and asking, remembering to do that and making it a part of my routine. So I'm not just self-absorbed thinking about myself all the time and forgetting about her goals. I'm, it's a part of my life and a part of our dialogue to check in with each other and, and ask where we can provide support. So in turn, I then tell her what I need. So I'm asking, how can I support you? But then I'm telling her, hey, I need a little extra help. So maybe that's not buying a bunch of junk food because I don't want it in the house. Or, um, you know, if I'm not drinking alcohol for a period of time, just saying, hey, don't don't offer me the champagne or don't buy my favorite champagne because I'm not drinking this month or I'm not drinking for the next six months or I'm not drinking ever again. But communicating and letting her know what I need. Hey, I need time. I need an hour in the gym by myself. I just need to decompress. 
because sometimes we'll, we'll work out together, but sometimes we need the time to ourselves and we'd prefer to not work out together. And when I say work out together, we don't share any sort of like, she's doing her thing, I'm doing my thing. So we're not sharing a workout, we're not sharing equipment, nothing like that. So we're out of each other's way. But sometimes it's nice to go out into the gym, crank up Metallica as loud as I possibly can and behave however I want to. Maybe that's, you know, slamming weights around or screaming something out. I don't know. I'm a different person than she is on many levels. And so it's just about giving myself that time and, you know, and communicating that to her. And by this point, you know, we've, we definitely have different temperature, you know, uh, preferences in the gym. We have different music preferences. Um, and we distract each other too. Like I'll make faces or I'll dance around or she'll do the same thing. And so of course then that can become a distraction and piss each other off. Like really? So I've, uh, we've learned to talk about it and make sure that we give each other what we need. So asking for support, telling one another what we need. And this is just, again, part of the dialogue. It's part of our daily life. So the other aspect of this is encouraging when things get tough, because no matter what, we are fitness coaches, we do this for a living, but we still have moments where we struggle with energy, you know, giving too much of our own energy to work and not enough to ourselves. So we have to monitor that because if I'm coaching somebody, I need to be 100%. A depleted coach can't give to their clients. And so I'm careful to make sure that I am fully taken care of. My needs are met so I can show up for my clients 100%. 90% is still probably just as good. But showing up 50% exhausted, angry, totally neglecting my own health. I'm not going to be good for a client and they don't deserve that. They deserve 100%. And same goes for my wife. She deserves 100%. And I also deserve to give myself 100%. So self-care is very important. But encouraging each other to take the time off. Maybe if Leela's having a week where she's feeling a little bit more sore or run down or an old injury flares up, I might encourage her to take a rest from the gym. Or take a rest from going out for a run. And, or if things are going fantastic and she's making headway with a goal, I'm going to continue to encourage that. So her and I are not competitive at all, but we, we both have strengths and weaknesses. So endurance training, running, things like that, huge strength of Leela's. Strength training, lifting weights is my strength. Putting on muscle feeling very competent with my technique and my lifting. This is something I feel like I do pretty well. And I feel because we have these almost opposing strengths in terms of like endurance, like she's a a really competent runner. She's efficient. She's always working on fixing, you know, a, a form issue with running or, you know, just overall trying to improve some aspect of her running. Um, And she doesn't love the strength training quite as much as I do, but she still does it consistently because she wants to be strong for her endurance training. So anyway, we meet in the middle and we encourage each other's strengths. And 
provide feedback. You know, I'll ask questions a lot of the time on how I can improve something. I'll humble myself and I'll say, hey, what do you think about this? Can you watch me run or can we go for a run together? together? And then could you just give me some feedback on what you think I can improve on in my form? Or maybe um, if I have any pain in my back or my hip after my run, do you think you can help me work through that? And I ask her these questions because I want, she knows things I don't know. I also want to show her I trust her and I have a lot of belief in her ability to help me. And my my ego with my wife is not there. Um, I humble myself to listen and learn from her because I think that makes our relationship better. And she then will let me teach her. So it's a give and take. And this is a really attractive thing in a relationship is letting your significant other teach you instead of saying, oh yeah, yeah, I already know what to do. I already know what to do, which we both have been guilty of. And it doesn't feel good because we both have worked really hard to get where we are with our training and our level of fitness. We both have a background in strength training, endurance. We've taken many of the same certifications over the years, the same courses. We've read some of the same books. So it's like, yeah, we have a lot of similar knowledge but we're two different people who have interpreted that knowledge and information differently. And so she can give me her perspective from her life experience and knowledge base, and then I can do the same. So it's this helpful partnership, but it's also this really um, special dynamic where I'm able to learn from her and then give her that confidence, like reinforcing she's knowledgeable in that what she knows is worthy of me asking and listening to and then applying. And I think that's been a really important, you know, uh, a, a really important part of our relationship because we work together all the time and it can sometimes be all about work and not so much about marriage. And we have to find that balance constantly And it's hard to find balance. I'm not saying that's even a realistic aspiration. Balance in life is almost impossible for most human beings. So, but what I'm, I'm not interested in in making my wife, my coworker, and that's it. Because then a lot of the beautiful things about a relationship, they go away and we're careful about that. So that's where we're kind of trying to strike that balance. Um, But we're encouraging We support each other. We ask questions. We're there to help each other. But we keep it real. We're not cruel. There's already been that build of trust. You know, we we know each other. We have seen each other. I mean, she's seen me cry at the end of a race. She's not an emotional person, so she rarely will cry. I will cry at the drop of a hat. I'll cry in a movie trailer that is a 90-second clip. (laughs) I'm 30 seconds in crying. I'll I'll cry every day. She could tell you that. Um, Now, I'm not like sobbing hysterically, but, you know, I'm emotional and I allow that access uh, to my emotions almost daily. But I I have learned, though, that it provides me the opportunity to it's contributed to my resilience in life if I let it out in little spurts. 
So I'm not, you know, I'm not over here like bawling like a baby, but it's important for me to emotionally release. And so she's seen me running races, long races, and I'm crying and she's my rock and she's like, let's go. Come on. We got this. We're almost there, which is her famous line. We're almost there and we're rarely almost ever there. (laughs) But we've learned to rely on each other and lean on one another for that support and encouragement. And I think where the real trust has stemmed from is this transparency and asking for help. Hey, look at me. I'm at my most vulnerable. This is what I need from you. Recognizing, hey, you know, she needs a boost. Showing up for each other, but then keeping it honest and real. Checking each other and holding one another accountable when one of us is not performing at the level that we want it, that we want to perform, but knowing one another's capabilities and potential, holding each other accountable to that standard. So being honest and saying, you know, I don't think you're giving it your all. I think you're quitting uh, prematurely when you could persevere, you could push through this. Yes, it's discom- it's it's uncomfortable. That's the whole point. So we don't baby each other. We don't do, we don't coddle. We keep it real. And some people get that. I, I would, and some people don't. And so Anytime I'm sharing a life experience thing, by the way, I'm not looking for approval. I already, I've worked through it. I t- my wife and her opinion are all that matter. So if coddling is something you like to do in your relationship and it works for you, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. By me sharing my opinion and my life experience, it's certainly not me discounting yours. But for us, this is what really has worked in helping one another level up and accelerate through uh, the process of of working toward a goal and realizing one another's, helping each other realize each other's dreams. It's like, I have no time to lie to my wife and tell her like, yeah, honey, uh, you're doing a great job, even though you're sitting on the couch eating Cheetos and you've skipped three workouts this week. How would that benefit my wife? She's my best friend. I want her to be her best. I want her to be happy every single day. And I certainly want to be a play a role in her happiness and fulfillment if I can do that by supporting her. So, you know, that's a big one. And I know it's hard for a lot of people, but keeping it real. Uh, the other thing, too, is protecting each other from energy or willpower draining tasks or activities that maybe they don't need to be doing. So if Leela has, say she's training for something like a race, which of course we haven't done in a long time under the circumstances and who knows if we will, but let's say for example, she's training for uh, a marathon and that may mean for months, let's say three, four months, I am picking up the duties at home. I'm taking out the trash I'm washing the dishes. I'm maybe taking more clients for her so she doesn't have to work as much so she can focus on her training. Because I don't want these other tasks to deplete her energy and willpower and then ultimately take away from her training. Because I know how important, say, a PR and a marathon would be for her. So helping her guard her own energy so she's not depleted and ultimately prioritizing the training and the outcome, which is, you know, PRing in the marathon. So keeping keeping that in mind and just having one another's back. 
is how we look at it. And I would encourage you to think about how you support your significant other. Now, let's say it's something as basic, and I'm not saying basic means easy, but I'm saying, let's say common goals. For example, losing 20 pounds in five months. That's a realistic time frame. What do you need from your significant other? Have you sat them down and told them what you need? First of all, what you want. What are your goals? And exchanging that with them. What Maybe what are their goals? And it's okay if they don't have any. I'm not saying they need to have any. But letting them know who you are, what you want, how they can support you so you can work together and get this be successful with this goal. Um, And so this is a partnership. The person you share space with in your household, and this goes for roommates, best friends, family members, people have to be on board to some degree. They don't have to like it. They don't have to agree and they don't have to do it. But to some degree, they cannot create obstacles for you. So that may mean they are just getting out of your way. They're not bringing in the junk food and keeping it in the cupboard. So every time you open it to grab your healthy meal, You have to stare at, you know, the box of cookies or whatever, the ice cream in the freezer. You're asking them to stay out of, to just don't create problems for me. And you don't have to be rude by saying that, but hey, look, I got this goal. I'm super excited about it. This is what I'm going to do. And human nature, it's like we have to prove things to one another in order for other people to buy in, meaning you know, let's say you have that goal, that 20 pound goal in five months, and your plan is to work out at the gym, strength train, or in your home gym, three days a week, 45 minutes each time, and then go for, get 10K steps every day, let's say. And your significant other, your roommate sees you doing this, and you're proving to them that you're serious about it. And I'm not saying anybody has to prove anything to anyone, but we're human and we sometimes we do need to see proof before we believe something or believe in someone. Oh, look, they are waking up every day at 6 a.m. or three days a week at 6 a.m. to work out. Okay, I got you. This is for real. Now, the dark side of this is when your significant other or somebody you love starts to bash your goals and discourage you. I've been there, done that, and while it is one of the most painful things you may ever do, you need to confront this conversation, this person, have a conversation, end that right away. It's ugly, it's destructive to the relationship, absolutely will destroy the relationship over time. It may not happen right away. In fact, you may be somebody who's putting up with it right now and have been putting up with it for years. I can tell you right now, though, it will destroy your relationship and it will hold you down for the rest of your life. There are a variety of reasons people discourage one another in an intimate relationship. And yes, we could say jealousy, envy, insecurity. As hard as it is, to get out of relationships like that or away from people who act like that. You have to understand that these people are taking you and they're holding you underwater, attempting to drown you. 
they have no interest in seeing you succeed because you're reminding them of all the things they're not doing. There are probably deeper rooted issues as well. We don't need to get into that. But if you're in a relationship where the, the person you're in a relationship with is discouraging your positive, healthy behaviors, they're telling you that your goals are stupid or unrealistic, but they're doing it in a cruel way, not encouraging you, not supporting you, not really showing up at all for you. This is something you need to get out of right now and or at least start to to sever ties with and and recognize that you deserve to be healthy and happy every single day. And this person is your obstacle to those feelings and the outcome you want. And this could be any goal. Again, doesn't have to be fitness related, doesn't have to be a fat loss goal. Maybe you're trying to start a business and you've got this discouraging partner, significant other tearing you down every day and telling you you're never going to make it. This is a stupid goal. Why are you doing this? You're scaring me. Uh, What about money? What about your family? All you care about is yourself. This is not a person who will ever support you. And my recommendation is to go inside introspectively and check your self-worth. Make sure that you give yourself what you need and talk to the person and see, hey, you know, I really want this and I love you and I need you to support it. If you can't support it, we got to talk. And now this is the part where I say, go get couples therapy uh, and get professional help. Because I'm not, I'm not going to play a therapist here, but I'm suggesting based on personal experience, attempting to open up lines of communication and heal the problem, take care of the, the issue so you can happily remain together and support each other, you know, all that good stuff. But if you can't do that, you need to take care of yourself so you can ultimately realize the goals that you have for your life. And more often than not, opening up and asking for help, you'll invite a lot of that support into your life. So this is uh, definitely something to consider. I hope this was helpful to you. If even just one tip or anything resonated with you and helped you today, please consider leaving me a review on iTunes. I would love to grow the podcast in 2021 and take it a little bit farther than I did in 2020, record more frequently. I'm happy to take requests for specific conversations or topics you'd like for me to talk about. And uh, we'll just keep having some fun with this. So I hope this was helpful to you. Hope you're well. I'll talk to you in the next one.